I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Doctor? Oh, God! Oh, Jesus Christ! Hello there, welcome to Roast Mortem, your number one guide to fitness and all things good. My name is Tom. I am a Travis, I live. I will be your Cody for this evening. And over the Skype tonight, we have very special guests from Podcast 1289. We got Jesse Pollock and Dan Jones. What's up, nerds? What's up? Oh my God, that's who that is. Uh, <laughs> hi. What's Hello. up, guys? Howdy. How are you? Doing good. How's things going? How you doing? What's happening? I'm drinking bourbon in the apocalypse. What could be better? <laughs> oh yeah, man. So Mike didn't make it here tonight because he has coronavirus. Oh yeah. Uh, oh shit. So Wait, he might really? be dead. <laughs> are you serious? I have to assume so. Oh. <laughs> he kicked. Well, no, he'll beat it. Don't worry. He'll kick flip over that bug. He'll be over. Uh, yeah, bro. Rest in peace, Mike. Long live <laughs> yeah, Mike. Yeah, to Mike. Woo. He's not dead. We just want him to rest peacefully for right now because he's staying. He did doors. text me before. He said, uh, "Have a good show tonight." Guys, uh, Cody, what's up? And Travis, uh, hopes you're dead soon, too. Uh, <laughs> hey! Hey, Mike is the only one that agrees with me on this show because we're so smooth. Yeah, the smooth That's brands. what's going to save us. The virus is going to come in, and it's going to slide right off because we got the smoothest brains. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you've made it this long. Couldn't tell well, you. Know. It's evolution. Wonderful. Darwin said yeah, the smoothest will go. survive. That's what he said verbatim. You got it. It was just about this whole thing, not turtles or birds or whatever the fuck that book's about. Nah, mm. right? <laughs> Fucking Beagle Town. What about you, Tom? <laughs> uh, me? I'm working at home Learning. like usual, but for some reason I I have no motivation to do anything. I, I don't want to do anything anymore. I think I'm going to retire. I think property is going to go way the fuck down after this whole thing, so I will be buying. Mm-hmm. Vulture capitalism. Yes, <laughs> that is me. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna get in so many wills this like next couple of weeks. I'm gonna do so many favors for old people, and uh, hopefully they. Oh, you've been doing that too. Hopefully they won't die because of this, but they will die eventually. So I'm in the money. What else is going on, guys? <laughs> How's it in paradise, Cody? It's good. Uh, I, I realize, like, yeah, a little closer to the equator, but that means, like, my 80-degree weather is already here, but yeah. I have to be on fucking lockdown with the rest of the nation for, I don't know, solidarity or something? Fucking stupid. But Yeah, you like, don't even count solidarity. You're all the way in the middle Pacific. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> technically America still, so. Yeah, technically, like, Puerto Rico. So, uh, Dan, what's going on with you, man? How are you holding up? Fuck you. Uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, I have definitely, I dodged a bullet. I used to be in restaurants, but now I'm, I don't do that anymore. I'm in it. Um, that happened oh, in November and, uh, I guess I lucked out. So that's it for me. <laughs> well, it's all there just a steady decline from here on out. I guarantee it. PTO man. Um, yeah. Hell yeah. But, uh, it's God, I missed that. It's great. It's all right, but it's still like, holy shit, this is happening. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. It's like something out of one of the shitty short, uh, short stories that we wrote in college. <laughs> <laughs> Never finished a single one of them. 
Nope, you can't, because if you finish them, then it happens. That's why all this shit from Stephen King books keeps happening. It's because he finished those books. And you know about Stephen King? He he always has shitty endings, so that's why we're getting the shittiest realities. <laughs> okay, so I knew Stephen King was involved, but I thought the reason that college short stories never get finished is because if you finish them and you save them as final, Stephen King comes to your dorm room and mouth fucks you until you hand over the rights to the story. <laughs> I mean, that is That's true. what happened to Christine. She got mouth-fucked. Mm-hmm. Mm, no, Christine spies. got fucked by one of those dudes from, what was that show on TLC where, like, people that wanted to fuck cars and balloons were on? Oh, what yeah. <laughs> My Strange Addiction or something like that? Yeah, and there was, yeah. like, there was like the uh, the other one, like, the rip-off of it, I think it was, like, vi- called Vice or some shit. I don't know. But, yeah, that's what happened with Christine. She got raped by a guy with an anime body pillow in his living room. But, um, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't like the story. Blame the fucking Mainer that wrote it. But um, (laughs) no, that is one of the reasons. The other reasons why you never finish your college short stories is because then you have to come up with an excuse as to why you haven't sold them yet. So always be working on it. We couldn't sell our shit. We were like we were taking way too many social cues from like South Park at the time. And uh, it just did not age well. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was no. Well, it wasn't as bad as we thought. It wasn't as bad as the uh, the fucking movie script that Chef Bagels and I were writing in high school. Like I remember, like when we were hanging out with Brendan Brown from Weedus, and we told him, like, yeah, it's so weird that we're like hanging out, working on this documentary together, because like when we were in high school, we wrote the screenplay for a movie, and we were gonna have your song in it. And he goes, oh, that's cool, man. Can I read your screenplay? And he's like, a- and I'm like, absolutely fucking not. Yeah, like that, should, that can never leak. Uh, My career will be over. Rights to the song for. First, sir. There you go. Yeah. Quid pro quo. Uh, <laughs> All right. Give me half the royalties to Teenage Dirtbag, and then we'll talk. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jesse, by, by the uh, the speed of, of your conversation right now, I'm assuming you're doing pretty well in this situation we are dealing with. All right. I'll put it this way. You ever seen The Shining? It's, it's, it's much yeah. like that. I am on, like, day three of The Shining right now, being holed up in the flatlands of Ohio. And, oh. uh, he can see Indiana. Is there is there a hot chick in your shower? That chick was hot to you, Travis. <laughs> yeah, why not? Well, first, it's a naked chick. I'm gonna let you handle that response. <laughs> Necrosis is sexy. That was the first movie that introduced me to furryism. Because there's that oh, one yeah. scene where that guy's yeah. getting a blowjob yeah. by a fucking dog man. And that's true. It is a dog. Be everyone's like, oh, it's a dude in a pig costume. I'm like, no, it's a no, fucking it's a dog. Well, it's dog, dog but look, well, I like yeah, everyone... bear over pig, to be honest. Man, bear, pig. There we go. Mm. <laughs> Pulling it back. Yeah, in the book, it's a dog. Like, like everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's how weird Kubrick is. Uh, he threw that in for no reason. I'm like, no, nah, there's actually like a whole chapter devoted to it in that doorstop of a fucking book. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking. Yeah, the book I believe is, you. Uh, it's, it's good for different reasons, but... I mean, I like the movie overall. So we're talking authors already. Who is on oh, our shit. choppy son? Look at Travis doing a little segue. Yeah, hey, there you there. go. Yeah, professional there you podcasters go. over here. I love it. Hell yeah. Tonight, we are doing a master of literary horror. We're doing the one, the only, H.P. Lovecraft. Who knows, <laughs> who knows anything Christ. about this guy? Old Howie P himself. I've been waiting so long to shit on this guy. So I mean, this yeah. is the guy that, like, when you watch the... Animes and tentacles go in the puss. We're gonna talk about tentacles and st- stuff. A, <laughs> yeah, a lot yo, yeah, yo. I don't think it was. Uh, 
I don't think those circles coincided. I mean, not until like way after his death, but no, I like Lovecraft though. This guy made tentacles sexy without the Japanese part. So you know what I mean? Huge influence on a lot of a lot of different media. I'm sure we'll get into it. Yeah, some silicon allegedly. Based. I, <laughs> I I doubt a lot of that. I think a lot of that is just. PR, and I'm sure we will get into this in the episode, but I just want to <laughs> say this off the bat. Like, yo, yo, we got to lock down this tentacle pussy thing. <laughs> I think it's like David Bowie. Like, David Bowie got famous, and he's another piece of shit that we should talk about on the show sometime, as you mentioned in the Stevie <laughs> Ray Vaughan episode. There but um, he, David Bowie literally got famous by hiring a manager that just went around England telling everyone, oh yeah, David Bowie is famous. And everyone else was just like doing amyl nitrate poppers in London, going, "Oh, yeah, really? Right on. We'll book him then." <laughs> and Lovecraft, I believe, is the same way because everyone's, "Oh my God, H.P. Lovecraft. He is <gasps> the single biggest oh, influence shit. on modern horror." And it's like, uh, mm. "Well, if he is, how come every time they adapt one of his works, they change ninety-seven point three percent of that it?" That is an excellent point. What was that yeah. movie? Tom, you saw that movie. What was that? Reanimator. The the new Nicolas Cage one. Um, color out of space. Not the bees, not the bees yeah. my eyes. The, with the color out of space, which is apparently purple. Yeah. I, it was a good flick, man. I, I did enjoy it. <laughs> Howard Phillips Lovecraft was born August 20th, 1890 in Providence, Rhode Island. His father Ooh. was a traveling salesman grappling with undiagnosed syphilis, and his mother hailed from a seemingly prominent, but in all likelihood, inbred family so the best kind of syphilis there is we're undiagnosed where it's like damn dad's dick is leaking and he's going crazy <laughs> i wonder what's causing that oh I I, we know. just had a deep dive if you listen to the last episode that just came out deep dive into syphilis and you rot excellent you're a rotty boy you just mm. your, your your head turns into what looks like my feet there's holes <laughs> there's craters it smells yeah, Lil Howie Lovecraft, he's just sitting there in the parlor of his Victorian fucking oh, Rhode yeah. Island home, just looking at his mom with his teeny little mouth and his weak jaw, just like, Mom, why does Dad leave a trail of mayonnaise wherever he walks? <laughs> God. Due to the um, leaky mayonnaise everywhere, Lovecraft's father suffered a psychotic breakdown and was swept away into a lunatic asylum before HP ever even really knew him. When he was Excellent. roughly two years of age. So, like, you know, his dumb little you know, inbred head. Some kids head didn't have Paw Patrol, some kids got insanity. So, you know. He's yeah. got both. That's true. <laughs> Look at HP's this, like, the lovely nestled center of this Venn diagram. So, I'm guessing that's where Arkham Asylum came from then. Yes, that's like, yes. I, I've never heard the term insane asylum used as a, a term for another woman's house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just there. At the age of five, H.P. was attending a funeral for one of his grandmothers. Uh, the woman his family took to wearing the traditional ye old black mourning dress, you know, with like the veil and like the brimmed hat. This visage gave rise to one of H.P.'s more potent recurring night terror characters he liked to call Night Gaunts. He describes them as veiled Slenderman type beings that wielded tridents and were capable of flinging you through space and time, whether figurative or literally throwing people. So, man, That's and just, I thought like people just, I went to school with were fucking weird for liking too much Gundam. You know, thank God I yeah. never ran into anyone in middle school that was just like, there are women with veils and tridents. And it's like, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we have we had people like that at our school. But it, yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, we had we had those kids at, at my high school. They're fine. They're mostly harmless. Yeah, the trench coat kid. Yeah, you, exactly. M- most of them don't become yeah, mostly authors. harmless, especially since they. Well, that's true. But one of them did become very racist. <laughs> oh yeah, like our boy tonight. Saw that coming. <laughs> yeah, they're mostly harmless now that they've laid down on the railroad tracks and all. Yeah, yeah they don't do much <laughs> now. It's a long way. Yeah, it beats paying the MTA prices. There you go. There you go. This economy? <laughs> Suicide I, is the clear option. I always wanted to be a Slender Man, but I was not Slender enough, so I'm just a big boy and I throw things. Hell yeah, I feel you, bro. <laughs> hey, man. Density is terrifying. You're just a big boy. Yeah, right? Man. I feel outnumbered for the first time. Usually I just make fun of Travis for being a big boy, but maybe I'll, <laughs> I'll shut up yeah, this no. round. You better watch your mouth. We'll no, eat just you. copy and paste the different names into the insults. It'll, <laughs> it'll work fine. Uh, when HP was old enough to realize his father was absent in his life, his family lied to him, claiming his father was essentially a non-communicating vegetable that was brought on from overworking. Like, oh, your your father worked so hard to provide for you that he's just <laughs> the he's struggles just of the dro- working class. Yeah, yeah right? he's just drooling in a, in a in a bed somewhere. He worked that pussy and- so hard. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I, Tom, I'm going with your theory. I think he's a vegetable in a, a, a little it- Kathy's uh, jacuzzi next door. Right, right. You know, he's just chilling. Like a cucumber. Little, little HP is like, is that my daddy? And he's like, fuck off. I'm banging this whore. <laughs> I got to make you half, brother. <laughs> yeah. I, li- I like the that, concept. That'd, that'd of- be like if he was in Brooklyn. You got to remember, this is in Rhode Island. So he'd be yeah. like, fuck. Howard, I'm fucking this whore. Yeah, right. Where's my clams? Where's my clams, Howard? Howard, I'm getting crabs, and crabs are great with clams. You get it? That's a STI joke. That's Massachusetts. That's yeah, uh, Massachusetts. It's all the same. They're all the same. All fucking same. There's yeah. another one you can do for roast mortem. That legendary shithead JFK. Oh well, yeah. We touched on him during the Sinatra episode, right? Um, yeah, we. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Briefly, man, you should de- you should definitely have Jesse on when you do JFK. <laughs> I'll, ju- I'll just do JFK the whole episode. <laughs> now I'm not the one to uh, tell you that happened, but uh... who are these idiots on roast mortem talking smock? <laughs> I will Cody. call my brother Bobby and have you thrown in a Cuban jail. I'll take it. This lie was perpetrated just so the young HP would never meet his raving lunatic of a father. HP father. It was for the best. Yeah. yeah. I mean, smart was family was thinking. Yeah. It's like, you need none of this, boy. You're, I mean, you're look at the six. way that he came out without the father. Imagine, like, how much more fucked up, like, the call of Cthulhu would have been, like, if he had mayonnaise <laughs> fucking dick in his life. I think the yeah. only difference would have been all the play with, like, the time vortex and how he messes with um, that dimension. That would be totally gone because a dad mm-hmm. wants shit done now. Like, I need the garbage done yep. now. You know, so everything would oh, just yeah. be immediate. Oh, Cthulhu was there right now. He is on yeah, your climax shit. Would be he is like, tentacle fucking you. Climax of the book would just be like the sixth page in. And I'm just saying, what's wrong yeah. with mayonnaise dick? I love mayonnaise dick. I wish I had ranch right. nipples. I wish I had mayonnaise dick. <laughs> you Come need on. to stop with your condiments. You go to the right places, you can get that too, my friend. Oh, maybe I should open up a bordello of ranch. Ranch bordello. South of the bordello. With bordello of ranch. 
<laughs> so it was the direct-to-video <laughs> sequel yeah. to Bordello of Blood, Bordello of Ranch. It was not mm. popular. H.P.'s uh, father died in the asylum when he was only seven. The young H.P. Lovecraft was in need of a father figure within his crazy father's absence, and so H.P.'s richest shit, maternal grandfather, Whipple <laughs> Phillips, stepped in. Whipple! Whipple! Wait, Whipple. say his name again, please. Whipple Phillips. It's a good Whip- old-timey name. My grandfather, Whipple Phillips, who raised me from when I was just a lad. Uh, so I'm making a shrimp tank again. I don't know. I didn't tell this in the house of the week. But I'm starting another shrimp tank. And, oh, uh, thanks. Good segue. Yeah. So how's my week making a shrimp tank? But anyway, you okay. guys didn't ask. I never asked you. We never. I think I'm going to name most of my shrimp Whipples. Like, this is Whipple Johnson, Whipple Jones, Whipple Boy, Whipple Cream. I'm into it. Yeah. You know when you're at, like, a Home Depot or Ace Hardware, you're in an aisle looking for some shit, like, because I just screw things together all the time, so this happens to me constantly. Yeah, yeah, I see. Where I'm standing in the aisle, and then I overhear a conversation where people are talking about, like, types of bolts and things I've never heard of. Whipple Phillips. Need a couple of these quarter-inch Whipple Phillips. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Make this air conditioner spit out hot gravy. You'll look so cool around all the other dads. Because they'll be like, what's a Whipple Phillips? I've never used one before. Yeah, and like dads do, they just nod and pretend they know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah Whipple Phillips, for go. sure. Oh, you don't you don't know what a Whipple Phillips is? Well, I guess that's because you don't have testicles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no. I'm emasculating you in front of everybody. <laughs> in so a what? hardware store, no less. <laughs> so what's wrong with Whipple Boy? It's his maternal grandfather. He's rich as shit. He's got a mansion. And Whipple would do this thing where he would just entertain young HP with off-the-cuff ghost stories, which he was admittedly really good at. All right, that's a good uh, granddad awesome. thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Um, he, <laughs> All my grandfather story... told me about was just the war. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's, that's about a bunch of ghosts. Too. That's about a bunch of ghosts at this point. Yeah, there you go. It just He was just, you know, not as future as your grandfather. Uh, <laughs> So my way. grandfather told me conspiracy theories about Lyndon Johnson. So I think we all lucked out here. Ah, yeah, <laughs> we all hit guy. the lottery on cool shit. <laughs> um, so these improvised ghost stories featured winged monsters and ominous unseen growling horrors. Maybe the seeds of, you know, HP's future writing. But probably not a coincidence, but at the same time, HB began suffering uh, a different night terror uh, featuring faceless ghoulish tormentors. So, like, he got, the, like, the whole, like... Uh, and th- the faceless nightmare things like stalking him, which is a fairly common uh, night terror that yeah, most people have. Yeah, Tom, yeah, you've, yeah. you've talked about with me. We both had weird night terrors when we were a kid. Yeah, but I've come to terms with it. It's just a raging boner that looks like a a, a man standing over me. <laughs> it's faceless. Oh my god! No, I used that's to have normal. a faceless. It had one eye. Oh, so yeah, you that's... mean to tell me? You mean to tell me in Halloween two when he's got the sheet over him that was inspired by an under the sheet boner? Well, it's fucked up. I, I mean, I, I can't deny that. But <laughs> yes, that is what I going used on. to have a faceless like Abraham Lincoln boy, like creep into my room. And he was so big, he was taller than the doorstop. 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 <laughs> that's, a, that's a small boy. Yeah, tall that, he's in the door. Tall. Frame. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah no, he's and he'd sneak into my room, and I don't know if this is some weird repressed memory I'm telling on air right now, but uh, you know, he'd sneak into my room and get closer and closer. I feel like a lot of kids have that problem. 
They should make a pill for Social it. Social distancing. So what made him an Abraham Lincoln boy? Did it, was he tall with a beard or did he have a hat? No, he just had a he had the beard. He didn't have any eyes or nose. He was just beard oh. boy. So some He was a faceless yeah. child with a beard. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. My god. Is that why you bang with an Abraham Lincoln hat on now? How do you know that, Tom? <laughs> I haven't talked about that, that on the show. Video. Yeah, but I always have my Nico pillow next to me when that's going on. You have told me things off air. That no, I that's like actually saying. just a, a coincidence. He read in Mademoiselle that it's the new summer trend. <laughs> no. Yeah, dress to the left, wear the hat. <laughs> um, so, uh, so he's got all he's, he's a kid barely even 10 and he's got like these two recurring night terrors that you know he goes out of the way to name and describe so no fucking surprise that he gets you know these rampant bouts of insomnia but because he's from a stupid rich family they just let him skip school he's like mommy had had bad dreamy and his mom's just like there there just sit in your bed and head dreams yes of course stay home from school we have money dear you don't need to learn words or math <laughs> new new england money yeah. new england money that was like real fold money that's a scab wad <laughs> yeah that uh, new england money I, I before i moved out to portland i took a little like trip around new england and that I mean, those houses there, like, during that fucking... We're talking about the turn of the century, the Gilded Age. That's yep. just the closest America has to, like, castles. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they paid, like, a nickel in fucking taxes. Ugh. Damn millennials complaining all the time. <laughs> uh-huh. So, not too atypical for a child of his age, HP began suffering from nyctophobia, a.k.a. the fancy word for the fear of darkness. However, Grandpappy Whipple wasn't raising no pussy as Whipple drilled the fear out of HP by blacking out the windows of the family manor and wow. having HP stumble around the mansion for an evening or two. Man, aren't yeah. your grandparents' house is <sighs> fucking like this. I fucking yeah. like this. That's great. I remember Grandpappy Whipple. That's what my dad used to drink before he beat me with a rubber hose. <laughs> See, I fucking like this. There needs to be more grandpas today willing to smack the bitch off of these zoomers. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, I'm all for it. I, want I you think to imagine... I know. I want a role Stop reversal. I want to. I want sake. a role reversal. I want the seven grandkids to do that. The grandpappy Whipple. If the if grandpappy <laughs> Whipple's a boomer, yes. Yeah, you just turn the lights off, and they're like, oh, where's Grandpa? He has dementia, but he's <laughs> floating leave. around the house tripping over things. Are you trying to say that this elderly gentleman is a sundowner, and they just turn the lights off in the house to fuck with his <laughs> mental state? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get him over it, which to some degree was effective. Yeah. I, 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 just, I just like this practice. Like, I want you to imagine, like, <laughs> here's Timmy, and Timmy has a fear of heights, and he just gets dropped off at his, like, Grandpa's house. Uh, and Timmy's like, oh, what are we doing today, Grandpa? And, and you know, his grandpa's just like, we're, we're huffing ether and waltzing on the chimney tops until you figure out how to stop being yeah. a bitch. Step in time. You know what I mean? Just, I just made a ladder. It's two ladders put together. That's what that scene in Mary Poppins is all about. Dick Van Dyke's huffing ether, dancing on the fucking rooftops of London. Hell yeah. But you're doing it so your grandchild stops being a bitch. <laughs> it's just something about the turn of the century, man. It was a, it was a different time. Put this knife in your teeth, son. <laughs> I think so. around 2000, I got rid of my beeper. Yeah, it was a different time. It's not murder if you aim below the waist. <laughs> 
That's yeah. that's true. Now it's below the knee. Blo- Don't forget oh, yeah. that femoral artery. Oh yeah, that's true. Mm. Could just nick it. I'm I'm from New Jersey. These are life skills out there. Get a little kiss. <laughs> uh, during HP's truancy from school, he'd go through the ancestral home's sprawling library, fancying the combination of fiction and scientific journals. HP fancied the polytheistic epics of ancient Rome. He thought it was way more exciting to have more than one god. Because, like, once you have more than one gods, you can have allegiance, you can have betrayal, yeah. you can have incestuous fucking. Pretty par for the course. Like, that's what Greece mm-hmm. and Rome was doing, right? So, so he's like, Egypt. wait a minute, there's Zeus, but guess what? Tentacles. <laughs> Later in his life, maybe. Called the I can see that. If you want to, if you want to really simplify that into a fucking nutshell, Travis. Yeah, we we uh, need to fucking address this really quick because I'm I'm getting a buzz on and I'm remembering things now. The connection with the tentacles and shit. Like I always remember, and like Dan, you know more about anime than I do because I hate <laughs> anime. No, that's okay. that's um, true. I I'm a recovering uh, weeb. Uh, really, just taking it one day at a time. Recovering. <laughs> you're building a Gundam model as we speak. That's, you know what? Sometimes you just gotta dip your toe back into it, man. Some, <laughs> just, yeah, sometimes. Just to remember it. All right, so so he's basically like, a, as a recovering weeb, he's like an alcoholic go. just having one spike seltzer. Let him have it. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if this is a, a weeaboo urban legend or not, but I was always told that tentacles in anime exist because it's illegal to draw a dick. No, that's yeah. true. Sure. That's yeah. true. And, oh, and so Japanese people are like, we could get around this if we draw a tentacle in her but, vagina instead, and the government yeah, was just like, so, "Damn it, so, you got us!" So that's hand, that's true, but it is deep seated than seated than that, and we might get into that later. A little future predicting, but Cody, let's get there so I can talk about tentacle porn. Tentacles, somehow sexy. So HP is realizing, like, oh, it, like gods are way cooler if they have like fucking other characters to like dick around or help. So March twenty seventh, nineteen ought four. Grandpa Whipple <laughs> suffered a massive stroke and died the following day. Hell HP, yeah. HP was heartbroken, but after sifting through Grandpappy Whipple's records, a dark, ghastly secret reared its monstrous head. Grandpappy Whipple wasn't actually wealthy. Okay, 1904. This is the early 1900s dark. <laughs> so yes. It's like, that's like turbo dark what we got now <laughs> very dark yeah yeah this turn- is like four-year-olds working in a fucking shoe factory dark working it, in a shoe factory know, with like 12 people under him dark yeah dog i mean yeah, that's so not that Bangladesh bad now mm-hmm. that's not that Jesus. bad i think kids should be stacked on top of each other and told that they're worthless that's what public school's for, dude haven't you just because yeah. that's what you got doesn't mean that other kids should get that travis yeah all right it's 1904, <laughs> dog. There's, Dude, <laughs> 1904. All right, hold on. So, I could kill you and get away with it. Like, just as a so big easily. rip of crystal meth. It's 1904, dog. Yeah. <laughs> so HP Love Sauce finds out that his grandpa is not rich. Sauce. Yeah, his wealthy grandpa yeah. isn't actually fucking wealthy. Poor bastard. Oh, little Whipple so boy. Like, oh, no. <laughs> so wait, syphilis? Not rich? Did he have a TV show? 
Uh, the the grand the grandpa was not was fake rich. The dad was the syphilitic syphilitic one. Mm. But it's all in his family. Damn. It's all Almost it's all funneling game. into like the miscreant that is HP. That's actually what All in the Family was about, <laughs> starring Carol O'Connor. That's that was the whole oh. plot of All in the Family. It was less to do with racism, I swear. Most people don't know that. <laughs> Within a week of Whipple's death, HP and his mother were evicted from the now foreclosed manor. The two had to eke out a very meager living from the confines of a tiny apartment where each had their own brand of madness starting to develop. Ooh. Oh, excellent. It's like Psycho without any of the charisma. Ugh. That's accurate. So... Uh, coupled with an onset of teenage angst, the 14-year-old HP frequently contemplated suicide by drowning himself in a river, so Barrington, he, to be exact. So he's listening to Drowning Pool. Yeah, straight up, my chemical <laughs> romance. Don't talk to me, Mom. I'm going to go listen to my Nirvana records and fantasize about drowning myself. <laughs> yeah, God drowning, damn these swimming lessons I took. Rough. Yeah. <laughs> Where are my floaties? God damn it, Howard, I told you, stop listening to Elliot Smith and get out of the damn bathroom. <laughs> it's not a river. Uh, get uh, water everywhere, we're not getting our deposit back. This fucking little shit kid is a fucking Wes Anderson character. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Please, Cody, continue. Because, because our boy HP was a truant fuckwad, the anxiety of being in a classroom with people eventually ended his scholastic endeavors altogether. He dropped out of high school and would never entertain the notion of enrolling into a college. He's ahead of his time right there. Like, uh, there's kids he's, now he's that, I'm, that, I'm too, that I'm too anxious to attend, to attend mathematics. I'm too anxious. I don't yeah, want like to a, learn. Like a... I don't want to learn Spanish because I'm too anxious. Excuse me, math is a trigger for me. Yeah, he's he's like a fucking uh, uh, a professional Tumblr poster. Yes. My anxiety <laughs> dictates that I cannot learn multiplication. Throughout this entire episode, we'll, we will be learning that HP is just a man out of his time. He is so future for, like, <laughs> 1909. He, so <laughs> he really yep. is. Very good at social distancing. Yes. Excellent. Um, so he would become a mama's boy, you know, living in this cramped apartment with his mother. Uh, that's not the worst thing in the world. However, as previously mentioned, HP's mummy dearest also started to get crazy herself. Uh, <laughs> it's like an Ari Aster film. HP's mother became verbally abusive and a recluse who would not miss an opportunity to call HP disfigured and grotesque. She convinced him <laughs> Excellent. that... She convinced Are you sure him, she was crazy? I think she's pretty right on with well, that assessment. Well, she convinced him that you know he needed to stay... Uh, alone at home with her during daylight hours because you know his mother would be like the only person to you know suffer his appearance wow oh <laughs> um just so we know I, I put a fucking yes there's a photo of hp in our chat right now he looks like he's got a bird in his mouth <laughs> honest honest opinions right now is this man good looking Honest opinion, he doesn't no. look too weird. He's got a butt. He doesn't. He, oh, he, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. He, he, he's he got, looks like fucking young Lurch. Okay. <laughs> but here's the thing. People take bad photos. That's, it's not a bad photo. I think this guy is very average, especially especially for like 1910. But also, Cody, right? do you think he was actually wearing a suit or one of those like 
things they put on you when you were in high school. It's like, oh, you're wearing a suit. Oh, like, uh, <laughs> but it's, no, like, it's like a, a t-shirt from Spencer's Gifts. Yeah, with a yeah. shirt. Yeah. It's like the t-shirt you get, on you get with the tuxedo. It's two napkins. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I don't think this is a terribly bad-looking guy. No. He does have the male equivalent of resting bitch face. He always looks like he just caught you like double dipping in the guacamole for the party. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what just constant disappointment. Uh, the best way to describe this picture of him, I don't know, maybe he has different angles, but he looks like a weenie. He looks yeah. like a weenie. He looks like you could push him down a couple times. Uh, no, Travis, listen, I, I I've seen many pictures of him. He looks like that in every. He looks like fucking Ruth Bader Ginsburg in every photo of him. <laughs> He's only got one look. He's only got one look, but it's not a horrible look. So for those men who are listening, uh, if you <laughs> remember that girlfriend you had that was a bitch, that's what his face looks like. Um, all you women no. out there, stop looking like this. <laughs> <laughs> but like, there's there's a thing with just the way that H.P. Lovecraft looks. Every person that is like him looks just like that, though. Yeah. yeah. What kind of sentence 100%. was that? People <laughs> that look like him look like him? I mean, but all right. So Cody no, is people. So, people that are like him look like him. Like okay, so his personality yes, has a visual exactly. type. That's what yeah. his okay. personality looks okay. like. Right. So we posted an older picture of him here, and it looks like, uh, you know, you could probably anally insert his head into somebody's butthole, but and his face wouldn't yep. change. He still looks like a weenie. Oh, okay. This is happening. All right. Yeah. He always looks like he's mid proctology. Constant yeah. disappointment. You know who he looks like? Who was that dude on Hey Arnold that was always breathing on Helga? And Brainy? like Helga would break his nose in every episode. Was it yeah, Eugene? Brainy. No. It was no. Brainy. Brainy. Mm -hmm. Eugene yeah. was the kid that tucked his shirt into his underpants. Yeah. Yes. And there you go. I don't think he's exactly. he's, he's grotesque or quote unquote. Yeah, he's not a terrible looking dude. He's just, no. he's painfully average. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 a seven point two on a scale of ten. That's very generous, so. Cody. He drinks chai lattes. That's generous. This is a fucking podcast, guys. This is not a visual representation of anything. We're not doing any justice whatsoever. No one's going to laugh at this part. We know that. Come on, let's get to the next part, Cody. Nobody laughs at any Everyone of us. Everyone knows what Lovecraft <laughs> looks like. He's All a right. fucking weenie. He's, he's, he's made out of fucking baloney. Excuse me. All right, so he's got average Bless looks. You. And thank you. Coupled with some <laughs> newly manifesting frigophobia, that's the fear of the cold, HP himself would become a recluse and shut the world out. He would only go out after sundown, and he would be those kind of guys that, like, pop the turncoat collar all the way up to his, like, sideburns and always, like, looks down. Right. Yeah, yeah. So he's doing Gross. like the goth the, thing before it's cool. He's the proto-goth cool. kid, yeah. So during HP's time as a recluse, he started to read, believe it or not, romance uh, magazines. Oh, uh, namely one, painful than love. Namely one called The Argosy. Hot and steamy. You may be thinking, what the fuck is the master of horror, HP Lovecraft, doing thumbing through girly magazines? Simply put, HP was bored out of his mind, and he loved to hate on the drivel trapped between the pages of the Argosy. Yes. He's, it's like the 14-year-old fedora core atheist. No, these are the people that are like, oh my god, like, you like that? I'd never even done it before, but guess what? Paintball yeah. is gay. It's basically like me uh, having watched every <laughs> single episode of The Office, hating every part of it. Uh. Yeah. So, 
to channel his hatred, H.P. would frequently pen countless letters to the authors and columnists of the Argosy, explaining how shitty they were at writing and using the English language in general. You think that's how you make a dick get hard? I will show you how to make, uh, make a dick get real hard. You have no idea how to use grammar to make a dick get hard. I will show you. Yes, <laughs> requisites <laughs> for hard dick. Good grammar. Um, Long sentences. Ready for this? Rhyming sentences. HP Gross. rhymed all Ew. of his fucking letters. So wait, you mean to tell me he was like Eminem? He's sitting there penning his fucking rhymes? future HP Lovecraft, dude. He's ripping <laughs> I am a lyrical, mystical... <laughs> his, his wow, did you see how white his whole video feed got? My penis is hard. I like lard. Your article is bad. Almost. C plus, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> so he's he's doing he's doing up hate poetry to Wow. Uh, he's doing hate poetry to strangers over the mail because the internet isn't around yet. So he's a virgin, self-identified atheist, still living with his mother, who has nothing better to do than troll romance writers. He would be on 4chan if you gave him some Wi-Fi. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <sighs> oh, God. Is he Moot? Mute? What is his name? <laughs> it's Moot. Moot. No, it's Snacks. Bring back Snacks. No, the guy who started 4chan. He's boxy. Yes. Yeah, boxy, boxy. boxy. Wow, uh, we just showed how old we were. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right? Jesus. The original Christ. Ethan. I don't know. I just got Netflix wow. for the first time. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> Netflix. All right. HP's keen ability to more or less deal out the 1914 equivalent of diss tracks caught the attention of Edward Dawes, president of the United Amateur Press Association. Dawes, impressed by this troll's writing style, hired him on the spot as an essayist. So he's like, hey, that, that, that kid's pretty good. Hey, you write like a jerk. Come on over. <laughs> there you go. Let's be an amateur. So this gave HP a paycheck and a means to avoid his mom just a little bit more. He could afford to go out for lunch, eat a hamburger sandwich, drink a pot of coffee, and just avoid the bitch in general. You know, okay, you said hamburger sandwich. Yeah, hamburger sandwich. Yeah, we are in uh, New England where you can go to the original hamburger place, Lou's. Hamburger sandwich place. Yeah, hamburger sandwich place. It's literally a hamburger on two pieces of white bread because New England is <coughs> the most white place ever. Yeah, of course. I just love the term hamburger sandwich. Yeah, it's a hamburger much. sandwich. I did that in New Jersey, but it was just called poverty. No, no. New Jersey has a New Jersey has Sounds Italian French. people. They're darker than New England. <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah, they tan. There, there are some white people that say that say Italians aren't even white, and that's yeah. more racist than Lovecraft. <laughs> are you sure about that? Nah, I don't know. It's close. We'll find out. We'll find out a little bit later, wink, wink. Do we have any pictures predicting. of H.P. Lovecraft in blackface? No, but I've got a picture of Ava Braun in blackface, <laughs> if you can believe it. Wow. I don't. Mm. I w no bullshit. <laughs> Inspired from his newfound job and acceptance from amateur press friends, H.P. flexed his fiction muscles hard. But if you're wondering <laughs> who are these friends, it was Robert Block, a.k.a. the writer of Psycho, Psycho? Uh, Psycho, yep. Oh, man, does that mean that he based fucking Norman Bates and his mom off of his buddy Howie? Maybe. I hope so. Holy That'd shit. That'd be interesting. Ooh, uh, yeah. Author, other Robert author, Robert E. Howard, who wrote Conan the Barbarian, and a non-author. And 
August Derleth, who wrote nothing even remotely as memorable, but he's a key player that'll trickle back into the Lovecraft legend just much later mm-hmm. down the timeline. So I want everyone here to remember the uh, the name Derleth, August Derleth. Well, uh, Krillin. August Krillin. August, August Krillin. August Krillin. Thank you, Travis, <laughs> for confusing everyone. At 27 years of age, HP penned the story of Dagon. It's essentially a maroon sailor stumbles upon ancient and spooky architecture in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. The tale tale features description of a fish-like man, uh, a species that predates all of humankind that worships a evil god that is nameless in the story Dagon. So here's the part of the episode where people are going to get either wet or hard because fish people love to fuck everyone. Mm -hmm. And I'm just saying, if you've got a fish penis, uh, at me. Oh man, that's why fucking uh, Guillermo del Toro made that fucking um, that water movie. He's a big love. No, 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 Jesse. That's not I, yeah. a, that's not a movie. That's a porno. It's a documentary. That was on Brazzers. It was actually released in Brazzers before theaters. <laughs> Direct to Brazzers, <laughs> the new Guillermo del Toro feature. Yeah. <laughs> Have sex with a fish. Listen to podcasts. Which is funny. T- is that maybe that's why Guillermo del Toro looks like Peter Griffin? He just loves <laughs> everything that comes out of Rhode Island. Oh, Family yeah, Guy, that. Lovecraft, yeah, clams, Lois. clams. Who doesn't love a good clam? The only reason we do this show is because clams. Chow dear. Yeah. Yep. All of our Patreon just directly to clams. Uh, sorry, <laughs> oh, sorry yeah. guys. It's all going to me. Clam boy. <laughs> clam boy, our dude. You don't have to apologize. Resident we know what we signed up for. Himself. You're very clamboyant. Oh! Hey, Travis has a new tattoo idea. I can see into the future, and what I see is a shelled animal (laughs) that doesn't have eyes (laughs) or brain. Clamboyant. (laughs) Oh. Clamboyancy. I'm just saying that's what this virus is all about because it's a next step in earthly evolution to the next superior animal, a clam. Stop thinking. They should have never given white dudes like us the right to speak. Anyway, let's move on. Or microphones. It's weird. Who gave us a platform, honestly? Divine providence. Manifest Which is what H.P. Lovecraft was all about, apparently. H.P. Lovecraft. Providence Providence. isn't even that great. He loves it for some reason. There's no sales tax. They got that big-ass mall. Providence is cool as fuck. They got that shit in Delaware, too, and Delaware sucks. Well, it keeps the people there. I've been to Delaware. That's true. So, Dagon. Well, didn't like, Lovecraft's pretty great. <laughs> isn't Lovecraft's grave? Doesn't it say, I am Providence? Thank you for history like, predicting. We will get into that and the spooky uh-huh. alternative meaning that could possibly have later in the episode. Ooh, I love spookiness. Thanks for the spoilers. Yep. Dick. Uh, Dagon <laughs> earned HP a bit of no- notoriety and proved himself as notable within the fiction writer sphere of who's who. In 1919, HP's mother suffered a similar breakdown as HP's father had, just without the mayonnaise penis. Everything is better without mayonnaise penis. Uh, debatable. I don't like dry sandwiches, man. I'll take anything over a dry sandwich. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. No, dude, there's so many times I get a dry sandwich, and if I had a hose attached to my body that could make mayonnaise. I'm just saying, next step in human evolution, looping back to Darwin, looping back to... Oh, my God. Trav- wow, what? why are humans wrong? Travis, we have been over this. You cannot excuse your further regressions as the next step in hu- human revolution. You are <laughs> regressing. I am not regressing. This is called 
This is like the end of Flowers for Algernon, but with like <laughs> disease comedy. No, oh I don't know about that, man. If you see, guess what? What's cooler than just white? Rainbow colored cum. All right, that'd be dope. It'd be like Fruit Stripe. Yeah. Yeah. Like fruit by the foot. <laughs> Travis only lasts in it's bed like for 25 fru- seconds. Yeah, it's like fruit by the foot, but it's fruit by the rope. We need to get in on this. This is like when Newman and uh, fucking Kramer would get these schemes on Seinfeld. We got to patent this. I'm saying Joe, Ro- Joe Rogan, rope. I'm coming for you. You got pills that'll make you strong in the alpha male. I'm going <laughs> to ma- give you pills that'll make you fucking grape cum. Sans mayonnaise penis. She went also crazy and died two years after you know entering this asylum but she didn't die from the crazies she died from a fucked up uh, operation after her gallbladder started seeping so like i guess asylum doctors aren't you know top notch well graduated at the top of their class that was the that was the inspiration for the board game operation was H.P. Lovecraft? Yeah. No, that's like back in the day where like doctors were like H.H. Holmes, where it was just like mm. you would go to a medical board and they'd be like, are you certified? And they'd be like, yeah. Oh, okay. He said so. I guess it's true. Yeah, no, that's when you could just like kill people with morphine and cocaine and be like, well, I guess I better move to the next town over and change my name. <laughs> it's it's it all in the sake of doctor. helping. Like, we should still have kind of a bit of a loose... Uh, grasp on what helping is because if you let a lot of people yeah. go by cocaine and morphine overdoses, do you think they're going to come back and haunt you? Do you think their families are going to muster up the courage to call you out for that? They asked for this. They signed up for this shit. You want some blow? You want to blow yourself to death? Great. You want to fucking morphine all the way out? It's fine. We need more of that, not less of it. Well, maybe they don't come back and haunt you because, like, maybe the high transfers over to the next life. Just like, you know, babies oh, being born on heroin and shit. Yeah. Yeah. What if you die from an OD? You're high I mean, in the afterlife. you do, like, live, live in the same clothes you died in, right? So, you got yeah. that forever. Yeah. So, with Mummy Dearest out of the picture, HB had to move in with two of his stodgy, crappy aunts. They kind of constantly voiced their disapproval of everything HP did. Shortly after the death of his mother, HB attended a United ooh, HP attended a United Amateur Press Association conference held in Boston. Bastard. Boston. All of a sudden, this Russian Jew of a bombshell walks into the joint and gives our boy HP fuck me eyes. Said Ruski. There you go. That's what they do. Said Ruski went by the name of Sonia Haft Green, and she was seven years older than our boy HP. Uh, she's half green. Haft green. Oh, hell yeah. Purple, I guess. Is that? No, that doesn't make any sense, Cody. That's kind of reminds me of, like, uh, you know those chicks that have, like, the half dyed hair? Right? Yeah. But, like, half pubes. Haft green pubes. Half green pubes. Hey, I like a man with small mouth, because you know what this means. Uh, Extra small dick. I'm really lesbian. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You have small mouth. You hone in on the (laughs) kid. <laughs> oh wow! So HP, the painful introvert shut-in he was, didn't know what to do with any sort of female admirer. It would later be revealed that Sonia was HP's "quote-unquote" first kiss. Aww, D- did she miss? It's <laughs> <laughs> a small target. Small mouth. <laughs> I said I it. Small, miss small. You know. Ew, girl germs. <laughs> yeah. So. 
Uh, in order to coax the 33-year-old HP into losing his virginity to her, Sonia had to gift him textbooks explaining how to bump uglies and grind sillies. Imagine having to coax a fucking hard-nerd virgin into fucking you. She needed to. We don't have to. She did it for us. Yeah. She's the real oh. hero of this story. That's the best thing I've heard on this I podcast mean, really, ever. Though, is that heroic? You okay, Tom? <laughs> yeah, it just caught me off guard. <laughs> like, we, we deal with so many Shit, filthy fucking animals, and all of a sudden we got this guy who needs a fucking textbook to figure out how to get his dick into a hole. Um, like, I get it. I was 15 once. I remember trying to do that. It was like, oh, okay, after 20 seconds, figured out what to do. But this guy needs a book. I don't read books. I don't know what that's like. <laughs> 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 it's like the 40-year-old virgin, but with a lot more racism. Yeah, yeah, he was seven years from being the 40-year-old virgin. Do you think like he made her call him the N-word while they were screwing or something? No. <laughs> I'm just spitballing here. I know he's I a racist so. weirdo. He doesn't he's not a kinky racist weirdo, though. Yeah. I'm just trying so, to Sonya. I'm trying to figure out how like I'm turning 32. Like, if I didn't know how to fuck like a year from now. Like what? <laughs> I don't know how to fuck. Really waste your twenties. Yeah, 20s. yeah. I, I mean, mean you have a lot more sex free is time. Not everything. Sex isn't everything. Uh, come on. But back then, sex was pretty much everything. Yeah. Now, not so much. Now there's like streaming and Nintendo Switch and like loot crate. Yeah. Well, nowadays it's all about eating ass. And Xanax. <sighs> Yeah, Xanax, eating ass, and loot crate. Yeah. Welcome to the 21st century. Dude. Just imagine, like, shaking hands with a time traveler. Like, welcome to 2020. This is what we do. Yeah. Pick up yeah. Yeah. Hey, if you're time traveling here, you might want to try a different year. Yeah. Well, well, well put. We don't know how far you have to skip, but just not here, Pilgrim. Yeah. Maybe that's why we're not sure if tra time travel is real yet. Maybe they all picked 2020 because it was a nice even number, and the second they got here, they died of coronavirus. <laughs> so we have no confirmation that are time they, travel is Or they is just real. noped back to 1990, and they're just like, oh, super nope. soakers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, luck. check it out. Ace Bye. of base. All yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here for Creepy it. crawlers. <laughs> Hell yeah. So. <laughs> Sonia would later inadvertently characterize HP's lovemaking with the most scathing adjective a woman can weaponize to describe a man in bed. Satisfactory. Oh, <laughs> oh dude, that, that was the that Adequate. was the best grade you could get when we were in grade school. S. That was the best grade you could get. What are you talking about? That's the best one, right? <laughs> S. It's like crazy no, taxi. No. It's no. like. Like, I saw an ad from, like, the 1920s the other day that underneath it, it said whatever. I can't even tell you what the company's name was, but it says, like, so-and-so is adequate. And that was their yeah. slogan. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if Sonya it's called. Like, We're not going to blow your mind. But it's good. We do it. It's all right. <laughs> It'll do. If Sonya called HP's lovemaking abysmal, HP could just be like, bitch is a hater. But because she called it satisfactory, he's just got to be like, I, I, satisfactory. Nah, he's gotta, he would have loved it. He loved, it. HP loved the abyss, though. Yeah. Like, that's where the tentacles yeah. are. Yeah. He would have been like, that is amazing. I have written a terribly worded story based on this. <laughs> March 3rd, 1924, Sonia and HP kind of look at each other and we're just like, okay, this is fine enough. And they got married. Their marriage was held in secret as they eloped afterwards and they wanted to avoid HP's 
uh, bitchy aunts that never approved of anything because, sure enough, they did not approve of the two's union. HB, you don't kiss me like you kiss her. <laughs> yeah, ant kissing. That's a perfect way to describe, like, HB's romance. You mean all romance. rich New Englanders have opinions? Holy shit. <laughs> Weird, right? Yeah, they in, have man. opinions on their neighbors. That's about all. <laughs> it's like Marge's sisters on The Simpsons. There you go, yeah, Selma. Selma. Yeah. Yep. Your boy H.P. Lovecraft chose the most romantic city of Philadelphia as their steamy honeymoon. Ew, ew, A scintillating erotic city whose name literally translates to brotherly love. Yeah, well, also, uh, it's like, what, what they, they, they just skipped the, the, the cake and just went for, like, a cheesesteak, just, like, put the candles in the whiz. All right, yeah, what are you, Gino's, what are we doing here? <laughs> I like how <laughs> Jesse's reaction was the most the Jersey thing ever. Like, oh, man, yeah. like 50 miles from where I live? That's disgusting. <laughs> I'm going to tell you I'm going to tell you the most offended I've ever been in my life. And don't worry, it's a short story. About 11 years ago, I went and saw Blink-182 live in uh, Camden, New Jersey. That is offensive. At, uh, <laughs> it's, well, like some fucking PNC Bank Art Center or some shit. And anyway, Mark Hoppus, after doing like four songs, gets up to the mic and he's like, how you doing, Philadelphia? And I was just like, man, if I ever fucking wish that Mark David Chapman was out of fucking jail... At that moment, it was that one. It's like, don't you ever fucking call me Philadelphia again, motherfucker. But the joke's on him because he lost the most talented member of his fucking band, so. And he lost it to a good cause, which is the truth. UFOs, the truth. It's going to be awesome when Tom DeLonge gets fucking disappeared by the CIA so we can do him on roast. No, he's he's not going to get disappeared. He's working on 5G right now. That's why we're all getting sick. The 5G conspiracy? Tom DeLonge. I don't know the 5G conspiracy. Oh, apparently. So the 5G conspiracy is they just started launching (laughs) 5G across America. So Uh, the coronavirus is tied to 5G. It's making us all sick. Tom DeLonge believes No, I don't know if he does, but that's like a genuine, like, down-to-earth, like, the earth is flat, down to flattest earth conspiracy (laughs) that 5G is causing the coronavirus. Are they trying to say that you can use... You can transfer coronavirus through cell phone signals? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's fucking retarded. I love it, though. No, nah, dude. I might sign up for this shit because I love the cancer, newspapers. yeah. I love all the fucking emails I get from all the conspiracies I sign up to, which I don't talk about that oh, we're publicly. We're going to be doing a little bit of that tonight. <laughs> all right. Yeah. You call them conspiracies. I call them facts. <laughs> all right, Cody. What's, uh, what's, ro- what's uh, love boy? Yeah, what's what's new with uh, Hewlett Packard Lovecraft? <laughs> Hewlett Packard Lovecraft just had a uh, lovely Philadelphia honeymoon. However, during the train ride to Philly, HP had misplaced his manuscript he was working on at the time and used the entire <laughs> honeymoon like that. He used the entire honeymoon rewriting it instead of fucking his uh, newlywed. That happened. Uh, yeah, that's right. She probably she probably had a dick anyway. So whatever. Yeah. That happened to, J- that happened to J.K. Rowling. Oh, did she it? She flushed her original manuscript of Harry Potter on the toilet paper she was writing. <laughs> I needed that. No, it was like she somehow had an airline toilet in her home and it just sucked it off. <laughs> She's watching it spindle <laughs> off. Like, people in 2020 will need that. My Ronald Weasley, what happened? 
Guys, it's true. J.K. Rowling takes big meaty dumpers. That's a true story. And and that's why she uses toilets as means of travel in the wizard world. Magic. Fuck J.K. Rowling. She sucks. Your boy HP moved into Sonia's New York City apartment later that year. HP started publishing his pieces in a periodical named Weird Tales, and Sonia opened up a bourgeoisie hattery. So she's like, I'll sell hats to Dude, rich that, people in Brooklyn. That is the most Brooklyn. This guy really is before his time. Like, he's, Dude, yeah, it, it's yes. like he's married to this chick that's making hats in Brooklyn. Come on. Yep. Not just any hats. It's it's bourgeoisie. Yeah. So it's just like it, they are literally the couple got lace. you see on HGTV on House Hunters every weekend. Hi, I'm Sonia. I, I own a uh, artisanal hattery, <laughs> and my husband Howard <laughs> writes tentacle porn for Weird Tales. <laughs> we'll take the two. Our budget point- is two point yeah. two million dollars. Our budget <laughs> is the national revenue of Italy. <laughs> So they're doing their thing. Life is satisfactory at this time <laughs> until Sonia gets a crippling mystery illness. We don't kind of, we don't, we're not sure what it was. She would eventually recover, Ooh. but during said recovery, her bourgeoisie hat store goes bankrupt. Aww. That was back when diseases had like fun names. That was probably called like the Violet Idol or some shit. <laughs> yeah, is that what Jenny from Forrest Gump died of? <laughs> can't remember just well, a mysterious oopsie disease um in the pursuit of employment sonia decided to separate but not divorce hp she moved to cleveland for a job opportunity hp was just like yeah i'm an east coast boy i'm gonna stay right here romantic cool yeah really that's and- weird you would think like a xenophobe would hate being in the melting pot that is manhattan spoilers he fucking did yeah So HP did what any struggling writer admits a financial troubles would do. He got a tiny apartment in Brooklyn and hated life. (laughs) And the people around him. And all of the people. He's sitting there in fucking Bushwick blaming everything on the Welsh for some fucking reason. (laughs) Your words do not have vowels. Mm. (laughs) I am going to get rid of all of the vowels and all of the Italians. In that order, Brooklyn, the bustling cultural melting pot it was, infuriated and brought out the turbo racist that lurked deep within the introverted HP. I saw turbo racists as CBGBs in 1992. They sucked. Yeah, not a great opener. No. So at this time, HP likens minorities to subhuman monsters or as perilous contagions. And if you will be so kind to as... Uh, indulge me with a poem by H.P. Lovecraft. Oh, no. Brace brace yourselves. When long ago the gods created Earth in Yov's fair image, man was shaped at birth. The beasts, for lesser parts, were next designed, yet were too remote from humankind. To fill the gap and join the rest to man, the Olympian host conceived a clever plan. A beast they wrought in semi-human figure, filled it with vice, and called the thing a nincompoop. <laughs> and when I say oh, nincompoop, no. I might have had Holy autocorrect shit. on. Oh. When I no, you don't this. understand. I'm using it like Eminem uses it. <laughs> Still unacceptable. So that's terrible. As previous. Yeah. 
Racists are the dumbest fucking people on the planet. Yeah. 100%. Entertaining, though. The title of this jaunty poem is On the Creation of Nincompoops. Yeah. 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 God, what a piece of shit. Yes. Uh, further, uh, HP's noir detective story, The Horror of Red Hook, has the gumshoe protagonist discover the literal gateway to hell is within New York City's housing projects. But that's true, though, so we'll give him that. Okay, yeah, he gets a pass on that one. Very candy man. It's just off the Cross Bronx Highway. (laughs) HP once referred to Alabama's string of rampant lynchings as a necessary extra-legal measure. Oh, Oh, shit. That one I hadn't heard. Holy shit. Mm. (laughs) Oh, man. Much, much later, when Hitler seized control as Germany's chancellor, Lovecraft stated, I know he's a clown, but God, I like the boy. (laughs) Well, all right, I got to give him that because, like, uh, most of what we know about the Holocaust we learned afterwards, so he was probably just like, oh, yeah, that Charlie Chaplin guy with the weird shorts. Yes, Uh I'm sure it'll go well. (laughs) Supposedly later, he was supposedly horrified by the Holocaust, but I don't believe it. I mean, it's a good mm. cover-up. You know, what do you think about the Holocaust? Uh, bad. Bad! Uh, bad? I agree with Tom. Yeah. 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 Just take a moment and realize his uh, wife is a Jew. Oh! Yeah, oh, but... yeah. Remember that. But vaginas yeah. are different. We all know this. He didn't seem too enthusiastic about jumping into bed with her, though. Maybe he was terrified that it's like, we might create a mongrel child. Well, oh, my right God. I was, Thank you for history predicting. I was going to say, a lot of his shit is about, like, with Dagon, is about banging, like, elder god yes. fish boys. Yeah. So, like, is Thank it not like an segue. allegory towards... Yes, okay. Travis. Interbreeding. <laughs> with the fucking fish <laughs> Interbreeding is an allegory for HP's latent racism. And we can see yes. like the emph- emphasis in two of his stories I would like to talk about right now. One, Shadow over Innsmouth. Great, aside from the slight racial undertones. And the mm-hmm. second story I want to talk about is um, facts concerning the late Arthur Germain and his family. Banger of a title right there. <laughs> Just rolls right yeah, off the tongue. Catchy 14 syllables right there. Um, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> the shadow over Innsmouth has the protagonist come to discover fish-like creatures have surreptitiously infiltrated and inbred with the population of a small New England town called Innsmouth. Uh, Innsmouth doesn't really exist. Fiction. But the protagonist learns his family tree is rooted in Innsmouth and he himself is part mermaid by blood. The protagonist then goes insane and presumably drowns himself in attempt to reunite with the fishier side of his family tree. If you're on Tinder for like a day swiping, most of these uh, women are going to say, <laughs> I'm half mermaid. Yeah. So, again, a, ahead of his time, I'm he's trying to up merman. For real, we know a guy who thinks he's a vampire. What makes that any oh, different? We all went this? to high school with one of those dudes. Oh, yeah. Dan, you went to high school with a guy that thought he was a werewolf. That's true. I'll save it for another time, but that's true. I did. Wow. <laughs> Here's the thing: is like, didn't they come out with like a Pixar movie not too long ago, like Howard and Me or Finding Nemo? No, it was. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It was called Howard Phillips and the I think it was like the Underwater Kingdom or something. But I was just like, do we really need a kids movie? 
about the guy that wrote on the creation of blankers. Yeah, right? Like, so they're coming mm. out with kids' yeah. movies. Oh, Cthulhu's. I feel like when you see, I mean, we're not even up to Cthulhu yet, but like when you see no. these pictures of cute Cthulhu and like this guy's a fucking raging racist. Also, Harold von Braunhut, turbo racist that also had a prevalection to sea critters. Weird. Mm-hmm. Racist just well, like I mean, the fuck I- fish. I think that that's like a spectral thing that like racist weirdos like to latch onto. It's like the most opposite thing from humans. Like we're mammals, and what's the opposite end of the scale? A it's tree. Be like things that drink water. I mean, breathe water. Canadians. water. Yeah, Canadians. <laughs> well, Sammy Davis Jr. from Canada. That's as far as you can get. So from- Drake. Yeah, Drake. <laughs> Satan's just as powerful as God, you know. Spooky. Yeah, Satan's just as powerful as God, Eddie. (laughs) If I was a racist, that's the route I would go to. Uh, The second story I'd like to talk about, facts concerning the late Arthur Germain and his family. Banger of a title, Mm -hmm. as as previously stated. Yes. Um, It's a story about a British nobleman that discovers his thrice great-grandfather whilst on an expedition bangs the daughter of a Portuguese trader. However, it is... (gasps) However, no. it, yeah, r- wait for it. However, it is revealed <laughs> that she was not actually Portuguese, but rather an albino she ape. She ape. Wait, what? That's pretty she- fucking racist. Who the fuck published this shit back then? <laughs> Weird tales. <laughs> I don't know. Right? Weird tales. There you go. Got you so go. drunk, couldn't tell the difference between a bald ape and a fucking <laughs> Portuguese person. That's why you don't vacation albino. in those. That is like. No, that is like he got paid for that story. This was before Zanga and shit like that. That is like someone getting paid for the 1920s equivalent of that chain letter or email that your aunt would send you saying, oh, my God, this couple went down to Mexico and they thought they bought a dog and it was a rat. (laughs) You all remember that shit? It's weird. To be fair, I have been drunk enough where maybe I would have made a decision like that. Tom, he almost bought an iwi together collectively that's what's that's Ely? music that's art that's different it's an uh, electronic uh, it's, woodwind instrument it's the electric guitar <laughs> oh, okay. of clarinet yes it's uh, also six hundred dollars you bought a battery operated recorder <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a six hundred dollar battery operated recorder hot cross buns <laughs> well, at, oh, le- yeah, at, at least the two of you were thinking of going in on one and not we got to share. That's what I... Yeah, we're going to share. bros. Yeah, you got to so, share the phallic objects between your friends. I just got to tie this back. Cody, what your... The story about a man who goes to... Uh, thinks he has sex with a Portuguese woman and then it turns out to be an uh, albino ape. Yep. I have been drunk enough where I might be able to tell that story. But the joke would be on me. It <laughs> yeah. wouldn't be oh, on yeah. the, the ape or the Portuguese. Yeah. You know the what ape I mean? made out like a bandit. Yeah, exactly. I just I made that yeah, like a someone, fucking year. Someone paid him money, like he made rent that month on a fucking shit tier beer goggle joke. Dude, do you know how much <laughs> Jesse? Do you know how much money people make on DeviantArt more than we do to draw right. personas? <laughs> they get paid thousands and talent. thousands of dollars to draw like oil paintings of your persona. So you know what? HP's killing me. Quick diversion. We should switch to Discord very quickly. <laughs> I remember um, I was at a Fourth of July celebration in the local like uh, like park last year, 
And uh, for some reason, a furry showed up there, which of course they have every uh, right to do. But um, I, I they don't know made the that. total nah. they made the total mistake of walking past the child's playground, and all the kids like thought it was like like a, a birthday party animal. So they were just following this furry around the rest of the night. And I was like, he is either having the worst night of his life or the best night of his life. He's probably hard as fuck. Yeah, this is, <laughs> if it was a Maybe. that's a really dark story, Jesse. Yeah, let's hope he wasn't. <laughs> Moving along. Yeah. <laughs> so this guy finds out his great 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 grandfather banged an albino she ape, and upon figuring out, like, oh, I'm the genetic result of literal monkey business, he just douses himself in oil and burns himself alive. He's like, ah, see, that, no. That's what happens when you Girl. don't graduate high school. You don't realize that that is. Physically and biologically impossible. What to light yourself on right? fire? Oh yeah, good no! point. No, no, no. With to that fucking, hip cross a, to fucking ape and birth a living human. <laughs> uh, I human. don't know. I've seen some weird porns. Yeah, that's you though. <laughs> yeah. What the? Did you see the the porns from nine months later? Yeah, that was part of the porn. You have to wait. You just wait there. You have to for wait. A it's a sequel. It's a you gotta wait. Yeah. Live action porn. <laughs> it's a whole thing. It's this really weird avant-garde stuff, yeah. man. Comes from Russia. You, you got to go to underground video stores for them, and they give them to you. Like, remember how Encyclopedia Britannica was sold like forty different books when the internet was on paper? Yeah, uh, it's like that, but all on VHS. Right. Pornhub dot rus. <laughs> oh no, never. So. I miss that. A lot of, of HP's horror revolved around the main character realizing there was a fish, monkey, or probing eldritch tentacle in his family tree, and then killing himself. Some people deal with things differently. You could all, he could also <laughs> just choose not to mate, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Some people podcast. <laughs> just as a side note, HP was super clever and subtly jokey with his word choice. Uh, the Shadow over Innsmouth features a description of the fishy villagers as offish. And if you just insert one space into the word offish, you get a description that is literally of fish. Ha, ah, it's a joke. Uh, HP is clever. So you, you, this fish little, is off. Yeah. yeah. Foreshadowing. It's a twist. I like the story. It'll be relevant later when we talk about his epitaph. That's like when you wake up the next day and you're like, why does my beard smell like fish? There's a, there's only two reasons that, that could happen. Of? And then you find yourself in a Long John Silver's dumpster. <laughs> yeah. It explains everything. Like yeah, that's, As you had is... no chance of getting laid the night before because you were a hot fucking mess. <laughs> Intravenous antacid. Oh, why am I having diarrhea? Oh, because I wasn't drunk and went to Long John Silver's. <laughs> Sponsor us. <laughs> So, Send your money now. Cheeky puns and legendary racism aside, HP the <laughs> Brooklynite was broke as a joke, angry at the world, and distastefully tired of anyone who was off-white. HP wrote to his two aunts who, uh, whom he had left after eloping with Sonia and asked his aunts for the means to move back to Providence. The aunts would allow this with the one stipulation being that he had to ghost his wife permanently. Oh, wow. Ooh. So we're talking, this is like do the right thing, but instead of the Italian man owning the pizzeria, we got a racist New Englander. Rest in peace, Danny Aiello. Yeah. Yeah. You were the real one. HP quickly and almost too easily agreed to this condition. He moved back with his aunts 
and returned to Providence April 17, 1926, he would never see his wife again. Sonia would later reveal HP never once used the word love during their so-called marriage. Wow. So, satisfactory. That takes commitment. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if that's sorry, half of your you, last what name. What do you expect? You know, like, yes, that is that is sad. But what do you expect when you marry the weird agoraphobic fucking racist that ha- that needed Encyclopedia Britannica to figure out where to put his dick in you? Well, he's an uh, he's an incel. He's like the first incel. <gasps> Travis yeah. hit the nail yeah, on the head. Like, but all, but I wouldn't fuck him. Yeah, how could you look at that face? You want that staring back at you? Uh, I'm gonna say it's like I mean oh. I, I feel like all right, HP. I kind of understand. Yeah. I feel like 90% of the time you're kind of guilted into saying those things. <laughs> into saying I love wow. you? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, there's a, yeah there, you're there's like, there's oh, a, there's some pressure. There's an economic alternative to that that cannot be found in the moment. Yeah. I just want to be like, bitch, I love you, but you didn't deserve that. Yeah, you're like, like I want to keep having sex. Know your place, but whatever. Let's move along. Yeah. Um, upon leaving Brooklyn, HP declared, not even the threat of damnation could induce me to dwell in this accursed place again. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> the, the return to Rhode Island seemed to rejuvenate HP's writing chops. HP had whatever the opposite of writer's block is. Yeah, but he remember, we, we, we have real quick, we have he different reasons. I, I, like, disclaimer, <laughs> we, we do not agree with him for the same reasons regarding Brooklyn that he does. Like, he doesn't like Brooklyn yeah. because there are non-white people there. I don't like Brooklyn because Thank there are you. people o- like opening up artisanal silly string factories. It's, it's too shit, much so. white people. Too much yeah. white people with exactly. money. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of starting a noise band. <laughs> Your boy HP busted out the color out of space, the shadow over Innsmouth, and at the Mountains of Madness, all in rapid-fire succession. It was, you know, his best works. And... Here's where HP invents horror fiction's favorite sleepyhead, the dread elder god Cthulhu. Oh, Aww. wait, you talk about that Metallica so song that's like 45 minutes long? Oh, yeah, I forgot I about know. that. <laughs> but like, but like, I never like he, they're not singing in it. Where's the voice? Earl. Yeah, it's for the best. Like, yeah. <laughs> mm. The Elder God Cthulhu has been invented, and HP's yeah. amateur press circuit friends thought Cthulhu was the shit. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Over the span of a decade, the group lore crafted and built what is known today as the Cthulhu Mythos, a universe of unfurling cosmic horror where humans have no other roles than to discover and suffer the consequences of the ancient terror. I mean, it's a good angle. I'll give it that. It's a good angle, and the thing yeah. is, like, right now... When I when I'm reading when I researched the Cthulhu mythos, I was just like, shit's cliche. I'm like, who are they biting on? Oh wait, Lovecraft. Well, you know what I mean? It seems cliche because yeah. well, it's right. That's like when like you read me. Tolkien and it's like, oh elves. Whoa, cool. <laughs> Look at this. And it's like this, this dude nerd. wrote a fucking language about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not cliche yeah. when you made so, it. Like Legolas. Yeah, yeah. Legolas yeah. is still hot nowadays. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen him in a while. I haven't grown up, but, you know. And just for the ninnies that are unfamiliar with the Cthulhu mythos, Cthulhu is a giant elder god of unspeakable power who sleeps in the depths of the Pacific Ocean. He's got a squid face. He's got the squid face. He predates (laughs) the dawn of humanity. 
so squiddy face, tentacle beard, clawed hands, bat-like wings. Uh, the mere sight of him causes the rapid onset of violent madness, and Cthulhu's dreaming causes uh, the whole of humanity to suffer from low-key but constant anxiety. Well, that's that's ripped off for Pennywise, and he like wasn't that the whole thing with the deadlights? If you looked at Pennywise's true form, you would go insane or some shit. Well, that, yeah, sure. I mean, that's the whole thing like with, Cthul- with uh, Lovecraft, right? Is that you can't actually like the human brain can't comprehend these gods, which is a great trick if you can't write. Yeah, right. You don't want yeah. to describe shit. So, I, like, I don't know. You just like, can't tell. I don't know. It's great. It's, it's great. horror was indescribable. <laughs> yes. On uh, He slumbers in the underwater capital of Rechlaia, uh waiting to awaken and which point he would either conquer and destroy all of Earth. And as previously mentioned with Dagon and the Shadow over Innsmouth, Cthulhu has a cult of immortal fish-like worshippers that do his shadowy bidding for the depths of the ocean. And Cthulhu even has a cosmic family tree uh, where his great-grandparents are so incompatible with human understanding, they are simply referred to as the darkness and nameless mist. Do you think, like, Cthulhu... Cthulhu's grandparents are like the, the fucking Loch Ness monster always asking for three fitty. Yeah, it is <laughs> tree fitty, but whatever yeah. the cosmic equivalent of that is. I'm going to need about tree fitty. Oh, yeah, my grandparents, they're dead. They got cremated. They're just mist nowadays. Yeah, nameless yeah. mist and darkness. Uh, the allure the allure of the Cthulhu mythos is the fear and consequences of the incomprehensible. Which is a lot um, if you don't graduate high oh, school. I, I forgot to. It, it's a, it's 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 a shit ton. Yeah, um, the world's not as simple as you need it to be. Oh, I forgot to say this trivia. Uh, Cthulhu isn't even the elder god's true name. It's just the closest a human yeah. set of vocal cords can get. Like I yeah. thought that was kind of cool, uh, but uh, and we discover here is like one of the first times the tentacle is used as a horror device. Uh-huh. Up until H.P. Lovecraft, monsters were. Like horned and fanged, but now yeah. HP's like I'm rocking this new school with Check fucking this shit out. Yeah, coochie coo, tentacle. coochie coo, bitches. Yeah. That tentacle is gonna touch you all weird. And you gotta think, some people have never seen a squid. Yeah, Jules Verne had flirted with it about 50, 60 years before them, but that was more in the realm of sci-fi as opposed to horror. But it, it's just supposed to embody this like ooh alien. You don't know where that thing. It may been, have like, been to right, right? But I mean, there's What's also on the other end of it. There's also the kraken, right? I mean, he's tentacled. Yeah. But like, I know what you're saying yeah, is yeah. that the eighteen the 1800s, especially. I mean, we're mainly focusing on. It was really uh, easy to scare fangs back then. and plague. Yep. <laughs> yep. Fangs, plague. Uh, little Dracula. Well, Dracula. Is, there, there, other than that, like. To, and this is why a lot of people don't like talking about it. If you look into the history of what we know of as modern horror, it is all racism allegories. Like the whole Dracula mythos is like, <laughs> oh, it's this this yeah. this dirty plague bringer from Eastern Europe bringing death with him. Oh no, the Slavs! The yeah. Slavs! Oh, yeah, careful! The tall albinist man well, who's well, asking well, me I mean, for I, money and bread. <laughs> I think that's what's interesting about horror in general because you see the complete opposite when you look at George Romero with like Night of the Living Dead, where that allegory was just like, oh, the dude's black, everyone mm-hmm. hates him. Like, and they shoot him at the end. You know what I mean? Like, so I think horror, it plays on fears so well 
that like I don't know I have a fear of my penis going into my butthole because like I don't want to rape myself I don't want to rape myself you know I would because it wouldn't be consensual it wouldn't be consensual so that could be horror (laughs) (laughs) yeah Travis that did happen to you once when I was hanging out with you we were sledding as younger (laughs) men and you were they were going down very fast and the bottom of your pants ripped and the uh the Let's put it this way: the the top of your dick caught friction, rather friction. And, and, it was and red and friction. brown. Yes, red and brown. And that's how you raped yourself that one time. And now I'm a famous racist author. <laughs> that writes too much about tentacles. So, just to put the whole elder god cosmic vibe horror into like mortal perspectives i want to take a quick detour of this podcast and talk about david lyle just so we can set up like the vibe of cosmic horror that hp wants hp wanted his audience back in the day to get so david lyle sometime in the 1890s david was a lighthouse keeper on the stephen island off the coast of new zealand and in order to not be so fucking lonely as he you know did his lighthouse guy things he brought his cat (laughs) with him mrs tibbles However, the course of the year, Mrs. Tibbles slaughtered every wren on the island. I've heard of this Not boy. for food, but... Yep, there you go. Travis knows. Uh, not for food, but just for sport, because cats are fucking assholes. No, cats are the best. I, I mean, that's pretty them. That's pretty yeah. smart. If I was a cat, I'd be like, guess what? I don't want any of these things here. And I'd get rid of them. Yeah. This is my house now. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Turns out, this shit. these birdies were native exclusively oh. to the Stephen Islands, and Mrs. Tibbles had wiped the whole species off the fucking face of the earth. Bad bad luck to kill a seabird. Yeah. So, Mrs. Tibbles was responsible for an honest to goodness like extinction event. And we nice. st- and it's still <laughs> and we still like cats. So, to be fair, yeah. we're being really hard on ourselves for just so happening to be uh making the world disappear into volcanic ash. Of, of plastics. Funny you mentioned cats. Do you know what H.P. Lovecraft's cat's name was? No, I don't. It was N-Word Man. Whoa! Oh. You didn't know that? How did oh I miss that Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Thank oh, you. God. Thank you for the assist, sir. He made no secret of it because he named a cat in one of his stories the same name. Mm. That's awkward, too, because you have to say that name to have the cat come. Yeah, it's kind of like what was that movie, Dan? The Dan, was it the Dam Busters? That World War II movie, and they had a black lab named after the N word in that movie. I haven't seen. You haven't seen one. that I one? Know. Oh, I thought you would oh, see it. Maybe it was him. Jeff that I was talking to about it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. There's probably there's a World War II movie from like the 50s or 60s about a British platoon, and they have a black lab that follows them everywhere, and they name it the N word. Because you could just mm. do that shit if you were white back then. Yeah, it was fine. Dog's not going to object. These wrens that were slaughtered had no concept of a cat up until Mrs. Tibbles. Every single member of their species died from the elements of age. Apex predator. There you go. (laughs) Apex predator to a naive species. Uh, The wrens didn't know what a cat was. They didn't know a cat was a killing machine to be avoided. And they certainly didn't understand why David brought the cat, why David needed to be in the lighthouse, what the lighthouse was doing for the ships at the sea, or even if there were ships in but the sea. But that works so for it's... birds, because birds are fucking dumb. Whereas hu- yes. humans so... look at, like, large things and go, that's probably dangerous. 
<laughs> so I shared this so you can imagine humanity mm. being the Wrens. Oh, yeah. Imagine there's an apex predator that you have no idea even exists or what it can do, and, like, that it could wipe out your species in the course of a very short time. So, like, I want you to think that... I want you to think like a Wren and have that be, like... The horror. Be a stupid that HB bird. And have a yep. smart cat come for you. Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and the smart Something cat that being is way better than you in every facet. If you're a bird and functionally retarded, like yes, that makes sense. But if you're a human being looking at a gigantic squid creature with bat wings, even the dumbest human would probably go, "Yeah, nothing good's gonna come from that." There you go. That's the unique gist of the Cthulhu mythos and the slight appeal behind it. Mm -hmm. eh, when I say slight, I mean the earnest appeal behind it. Humans are exceptionally fragile and laughably ignorant amongst an adult swim of elder gods and unraveling cosmic plots. So back to our boy HP. Uh, 1932 rolls around and one of HP's disapproving ants kicks the bucket. HP and the surviving ant have to resort to moving into another tiny apartment. <gasps> so the at which point it seems like it's a fucking reoccurring theme in this guy's life. Yeah. Like, oh, someone I marginally had some slight human emotions for departs my life, tiny apartment. So he's also a t still a time traveler. Because if you lived in nowadays, yeah. it's like, I don't know, my parents, they're moving down to Florida, so I'm going to move my uncle, and, you know, I can't afford rent. See, yeah. Fuck it, no. <laughs> well, that's probably why he believed in that whole elder god mythos shit, because, it was, you know, for, like, someone who puts so much stock in um, race politics and capitalism and caste systems and all that shit, like, he probably blamed his ever, like, suffering, falling down the rung of social statuses. The gods must be against me. <laughs> or yeah, there's a squid in some, fuddle, some fucking puddle that hates me right now. Yeah. Dude. I, that's what, that's how I felt until I ha had squid ink pasta and I was like I overcome my gods. I just oh. ate it. I ate <laughs> that shit. Don't worry God. about it. Uh, what's the next guy we're talking about? <laughs> I'm drunk. Your ability to segue yeah, is just drunk, ticking I know, down it's been throughout slow the night. Progression. Much like HP's um, social status, it just keeps declining and declining. Downhill. He started yeah, with so, zero, so it's... <laughs> I mean, he started in a fake rich family, which is better than just a not-rich family. Yeah, the faux aristocracy of Rhode Island. So here we are, again, our boy HP Lovecraft, in a tiny shoebox that somehow has monthly rent due. Uh, a keen ninny would point out uh, why such a humble lifestyle for our master creator here. Didn't this dingbat just blitzkrieg author a slew of masterpieces? And yes, this is true. But the concept of eldritch terrors lurking in the murky depths was slightly too highbrow for the smooth-brained Great Depression-affected American yeah, reader of the day. Yeah, it's when they paid you like a haypenny so. for per like sentence. Back then, there was there wasn't a whole lot of money. Right. In, I yeah. mean, there's never been a whole lot of money in writing. No, but, uh, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, side note. You need to call this episode on the, the creation of ninnies. No. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I mean... Me over. Well, hold yes, on. Exactly. Uh, so we've got an... Uh, Jesse, Jesse... Life's already horrific Jesse, enough. you've mentioned, I think, that you've, you're you're a professional author. And... He never mentions and, it. And Cody. Like, it's like a professional wrestler, <laughs> right? Like, I don't know. You take your shirt off. You write some letters. And... Uh, <laughs> So, Cody, this guy uses very verbose yeah. words. 
Like he's like yeah. a like a slippery boy when it comes to like these. He says words like vegetable and shit. It's got a lot of syllables and stuff. Like yes, that's so. True. Like, can people really understand what he's talking about back then? No, no, because here's. I, I Throughout this podcast, I use the term fish-like to describe the villagers of Innsmouth. H.P. Lovecraft refers to them as ithiethic, mm. which is just the same word, just Greekified yeah. to the point where no one uses it Yeah, they it call anymore. them $10 words, yeah. Is that, so yeah, from an author's $10. perspective, Jesse, he's using these words just to fucking beef up his prowess. It's masturbatory. Yeah. We hate people like that. They're hacks. <laughs> He's trying okay. to give himself a style which was successful, but at a horrible cost. You know what I mean? It's just like mm-hmm. I'm going to use big words. No one can fucking understand you, right? So like yeah. I used to like I like I, we mentioned on all of our Goof Troop episodes. Tom, I mentioned I used to read Jack Kerouac when I was a kid because I thought I was cool and I smoked cigarettes. Um, and I also read you Lovecraft, and, I, and literally I would sit there, read Lovecraft, read half the words, and be like, I don't know what that means, whatever, it's yeah. scary. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I, and imagine yeah. if I'm doing that with a person that has internet, uh, someone in 1930 is like, I don't, I don't know. Like, yeah, there's no, go- you can't Google definitions of words in 1930s. And also, mm. Great Depression. Everyone's trying to figure out how to make fucking stew from pocket lint and gravel. They're not <laughs> yep. gonna go. They're not gonna go fucking read, you know, fiction at this point in time. I want to know what the man with shitty legs is gonna do for us. <laughs> <laughs> make America have <laughs> shitty <Yeah>. legs again. <laughs> so I don't. I don't blame these. I don't blame these Great Depression guys for not being on board the Lovecraft train at this point. Okay, fair enough. So yes, HP was spurting out the thick white ropes that were his masterworks, but there was no gaping, quivering market for which he could capitalize all over. Yeah, you just got a cumst in it. Cumst. <laughs> um, interesting fact, around this time, renowned escapologist Harry Houdini uh, was a lazy fuck that no longer wanted to write his own autobiographical blurbs, so we befriended and employed our boy HP. So HP ghost wrote, yeah, HP ghost wrote for. Uh, oh Google. shit! Yeah, and two nerds yeah. working together, huh? Yeah, just big old the con big artist and the pod. racist. It's like it's like the new Green Book. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yes, he got a paycheck from Harry Houdini. However, most of HP's paycheck went to rent payments. HP would purchase heavily discounted cans of expired food in order to survive during these trying oh, times. Oh, he's a fucking cat Oof. food old lady. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. And he's four Turns years right. old. Hot. Good start. Hot. This would be a frugal yet highly moronic attempt at penny pinching as HP almost immediately got intestinal cancer. Woof. <laughs> Almost immediately. <laughs> almost immediately. His life story is almost proof of a god because he pretty much got everything that was coming to him. <laughs> yeah, but also like back then they probably like lubed up cans with mercury just to fucking. They soldered cans yeah. with lead. Oh, there you go. Yeah, like oh, you, you know want this? I mean? Like yeah. uh, these are canned asparagus. Wait, you mean we can't? It's use got this? lead in it, but don't worry about it. It's good. We put asbestos in to Wait. balance it out. Wait, you mean to tell me you're not supposed to eat the can? <laughs> nope. Yeah. 
No one told That's me. That's a bad one. <laughs> and these are, these are 1930s tinned food, so just yeah. keep that in mind. Uh, as 1935 rolled around, HP mistakenly documented the early stages of his cancer as a self-diagnosed case of the flu. Oops. So he's like, I've got a bad one. Yeah, Parts yeah, of me no, are falling heavy. apart. Oh, it's, it's hard so being after- me with my one aunt. He's yeah. <laughs> just social distanced. Yeah. yeah, there you go. So after a year of enduring this Herculean case of the flu, HP is like, it's probably not the flu if it's not going away for fucking year hp was in at, the, at this point in time hp was in essence a fucking human hot pocket with a tumor filling oh, oh my gosh how old is he now so, <laughs> bastard uh 40 dead 46. 40 dead how old is 40 he dead so he's like he's like dead. he's like the coach of a lacrosse team right now <laughs> yeah there you go uh it's that true. was too long island yeah. No, okay. Rhode well, Island, they like the lacrosse there too. It's very white and <laughs> stupid. Even though it's Native American, it's right. very white. <laughs> yeah. So, March 10th, 1937, HP checks himself into the Jane Brown Memorial Hospital. And as you can imagine, 1930s oncology for late stage intestinal cancer was probably not great. Nah, that's back when they thought like like cocaine cured everything, and if that didn't work, here's a bucket of leeches. Yeah, as you can imagine, they probably had him gargle with mercury and take an asbestos <laughs> suppository. It's no coincidence at this point of the podcast. I would like you guys to ask me the question. All right, when does this asshole die? Exactly five days after he checks into the hospital. Oh, sure, excellent. <laughs> You bet you bet your ass gut cancer. At the tender age of 47. 46, actually. Didn't make it. <laughs> uh, didn't make it that uh, year. So March 15th, 1937. Oh, man. What a tragedy. He H- didn't get his tentacle-shaped birthday cake. Nope. <laughs> so March 15th, 1937, da- aged 46, died with no fame, a virtual nobody in the writing sphere. But the story isn't done, as we all know he is a somebody- Present day. So. I mean, we're talking yeah, about right? him. Weird, right? There was shit Imagine if someone talked to me, uh, talking about me like 90 years from now. They'd be like, I don't know, this man. Are you dying yeah, tomorrow, this man Travis? Is like, uh, yeah. probably smart. Probably. Hey, remember that weird. jackass I used to talk online with? <laughs> what was his name? Is he still alive? I don't know. I never talked to him anyway. Oh, he's dead. <laughs> Does anyone remember August Derleth? I told you to remember his name. No? Great. Yeah, the with, the, with the Reds. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was David Lyle. August Derleth was the writer in the oh, group of yeah. the Conan Barbarian and the psycho guy that didn't actually write anything himself. <laughs> he yes. comes back into the Lovecraft lore here. Two years after HP's death, August Derleth founded Arkham House Publishing and began circulating Lovecraftian hardbacks to the public. And lo and behold... The American reader still did not give a shit about tentacly <laughs> elder gods. It's like, oh, what the fuck? Excellent. Was this like 1940? Yeah. Uh, nine, yes, Travis. Yeah, no, so they're like, I don't know, there's Nazis out there. There's Nazis out there. <laughs> Very good. Uh, when the New Yorker magazine criticized the book, the reviews came back as abysmal. Determined 
August Derleth kept Arkham House Publishing afloat with his personal funds, translating Lovecraftian works into foreign languages and literally spamming them across <laughs> the globe. Oh yeah, Ooh. because if any and if if anyone loves white racists, it's foreigners. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, they well, get what, it. They get what happens, it. What happens if the foreigners are white themselves? Yeah, like the Norwegian. Turns out, oh, yeah, tr- well, yeah. But then again, the Frenchies. The fucking Lovecraft was that rare breed of racist that was racist against other white people, like the Welsh, like his wife. Yeah. Uh, turns out the Frenchies fucking love Lovecraft. France yeah, of emerged. Course. On the winning side of World War II with a few francs and free moments to throw towards a Lovecraft hardback. The French were already familiar with the gloomy stylings of Edgar Allan Poe. I thought you were going to say Tintin. No. (laughs) Uh, To the Frenchies, Lovecraft was the new and improved version of Poe, just with the expanded setting of cosmic horror as the, like... You see, that makes sense. Because I've always, I've always, like, explained... Lovecraft's enduring legacy in my mind as Lovecraft is for people too lame to read Edgar Allan Poe. You know, what you I said mean? that before we started the show. Yeah, yeah. And I, wanted, <laughs> I wanted to get that in there while the the mics were rolling because I do believe it. I think that he is like this enduring hipster icon for people who think saying, "Oh, I really like Poe" is too pedestrian. But now I would say that Lovecraft and Poe are like equal pretty much on the scales like he's not quite at like a Stephen King level but let's face it like everyone fucking knows who H.P. Lovecraft is by now yeah yes yeah I mean that's kind of interesting take because that kind of reminds uh me of the goof troop a little bit almost like Tom's goof yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh just just to let you guys know uh Dan and Jesse like Goofy and Max no yes no no I'm Rose Mortem <laughs> I've done a lot of the beat poets and we re- refer to them oh, as the goof okay. troop because I just, oh, I just okay. can't. I, 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 I can't well, right, justify okay. these So like you're comparing like not, it, it's, not a big Bukowski crowd, huh? Nope. Yeah, no, it's kind of <laughs> no, Bukowski wasn't a beat. He was post beat, but it's like comparing Whitman to Kerouac. You know what mm. I mean? Mm. Or Edgar Allan Poe to Dan and I drank out of a drank at a bar that Kerouac got thrown out of every oh, day. Oh yeah, the Gunthers. Yeah, I, Gunthers. Almost, I almost picked a fight with a boomer. <laughs> I know it. Yeah, that place just set yeah. on fire last week. I mean, not last week, last year. It reopened two though. years ago. Uh, it was, it was like three years it was like ago. Three years ago. Oh well, yeah. I don't know. You guys like Northport and more than me. And then it reopened, and then we went there, and it was ruined by fucking Long Islanders. Classic. <laughs> but Dude. we did see a pretty good bar band um, do a decent Wings cover, so I was happy. I oh, you saw whiskey. that set? I'm so glad you caught me playing. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad you came. Thank you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the, the next time, reply to the Facebook event. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> anyway. With, with over with overwhelming positive French reviews and America already getting high on a slew of horror titles such as The Night of the Living Dead and Rosemary's Babies, Lovecraftian tales made themselves at home in a wave of horror popularity. A cult following accrued and American fanatics had HP's humble tombstone replaced with a massive monolith with the emblazoned epitaph, I am Providence. Which is awesome. As far as epitaphs go, that's lame as fuck. Well, here's... There's a theorized alternate meaning to that that uh-huh. I kind of want to talk about really quick. Okay, um, let's I mean, do it. The the monolith is written in all caps, which you know, 
makes sense. If I died, I don't want fucking lowercase nah, on my fuck tombstone. That fuck that. Like, no, I'm not dealing with that. If it's going to be $25 a letter, fucking capital letters all yeah, day. Caps lock on. How great but, would it be if it was in Comic Sans, though? Dude, oh, that's... No, Papyrus, that's, man. I'm classy. Papyrus. I'm classy, dude. There you go. What papyrus. are you going with? Wingdings, Travis? No, nah, is that classy? Papyrus, <laughs> like papyrus, is up there with uh, Egyptian literature and lawn crews, and that is why yeah. I want them wow. on my tombstone. Don't forget Mediterranean <laughs> snack bar places. Yeah. Well, if, yeah. To be to be fair, if you put papyrus on your gravestone, you're gonna have the best groomed area. Absolutely. They're going right to you yeah, first in the cemetery. Yeah, because yeah, well, they'll go right to you, and then when they're ready to leave, they're going to go to you, thinking that they're the truck that came out. Of. <laughs> this is <laughs> this truck. This truck is small. Um, in all likelihood, HP was just expressing his fondness and gratitude towards his hometown. The phrase can be interpreted as "I am the embodiment of Rhode Island's capital city," aka Providence, where they Providence is a shithole. But if sand. <laughs> Thank you. That's great, Fuck, yeah, because yeah. they, they, they put it there Hot before takes. the crack epidemic yeah, took right. over the town. Before Reagan it, it showed up. <laughs> if you want to put on your History Channel conspiracy hat, that epitaph might have intended to use Providence with a lowercase p, so a noun <laughs> instead of the proper noun. And lowercase p Providence is a synonym for godsend. However, HP was a self-identified atheist and did not believe in a Judeo-Christian God, so the providence in his epitaph could perhaps mean Elder God. Cthulhu! So, so... You really bought into his own brand, you know? All of that is douchey, though. Like, there isn't a single humble... uh, There's no slice of humble pie anywhere in there. He's either saying, I am the embodiment of the capital of this great state, or I was sent by my own made-up god that I don't believe in. Well, you also said this great state. I mean, the full title of Providence, or of Rhode Island, is like, Rhode Island and Providence, the plantations of New England. Yeah. (laughs) Man, all I know about Providence is what happens in The Departed. Is that does that take place there? I don't even know. <laughs> no, nah, just nah, that joke didn't land. <laughs> the, the Departed was Boston. Well, yes, it was, but then there's a scene where Leonardo DiCaprio kills two guys. He's like, "What are you guys from Providence?" He oh, shoots him. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cl- there that are was Italians clever. there. Is what yeah, I'm saying. well, that's why they oh, yeah. gross. Fuck that movie. Double meaning epitaph. Interesting. Um, and no, much, much later. Yeah, but I'm trying to do a podcast here. Um, much, much later, <laughs> after HP's death, Rule 34 of Cthulhu went into effect. And oh, there's Christ. a smorgasbord of short stories, the likes of which entitled Cthulhu Rodica, Booty Call of Cthulhu, and Cunt of Cthulhu exist. Dude, nowadays. I watched, uh, hey. like, all right, so I, the Cody... You Cody Cody sent me it. out to to research the Rule Thirty Four. Yes, thank you about uh, you know Lovecraft and Cthulhu. I watched. You I haven't watched, gone insane. Yeah. So I know you didn't. No, look at I a Cthulhu watched Cunt of Cthulhu, and that was a that was Did a Brazzers production. And it was. It, I asked you to it, look into it this. It was last Danny night. D. I don't know if you guys know Danny D. He's an English guy with a huge ass dick. Yeah, dangerous dog. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I watched this porn, and there was nothing Lovecraftian about it. It was literally, he was banging some broad in a green tube top, top, and every once in a while it would cut to her in fangs. It was more like vampiric. 
you know? Green vampires. They didn't bother to shove any wet spaghetti into the guy's foreskin to have a bit of a <laughs> squidish kind of look you would, to it. You would think Elder so, because Danny, Danny D is full-skinned. He's a real man. <laughs> wow. I'm uncomfortable. Full-skinned? <laughs> that guy's five-skinned. Okay. So I, I'm oh, going to do as... My little snuffleupagus. As the true <laughs> disgusting boy of the show, I am going to tell you about this erotica that exists around Lovecraft. Please, I. And I realize that I'm oh, missing God. one of my pictures because we're going to look at porn together as all, all gentlemen, hey, all gentlemen, all look right? at porn right. together. Wouldn't be a Sunday right? night without you know. Me. I mean, I would probably <laughs> if even if we weren't recording a show, I'd be like, hey guys, you just want to look at some porn together? Look Check this. it out. Let's get it spicy. Okay, so all right, so. Please pollute the Skype yeah, chat. Yeah, well, I'm going to pollute the shit out of this. Oh, so, as we talked about a little bit in earlier go. in the show, we all know tentacle porn exists. And I mean, yeah, it's Japanese that's the either. Japanese obsession that existed long before Lovecraft, right? So, here is a wood panel yeah. from eight, uh, 1814 in, oh, entitled Dream of a Fisherman's Wife. Yes. Yeah. Oh, have yeah. you seen this one? Yeah, have you guys have seen this? Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I, post I it in have, chat yeah, so somewhere. we can all get hard together and get, get weird. Let me see and, it. Let's know, refreshify. So <laughs> it's home style. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a chick stuff. getting tag teamed by two <clears throat> fucking octopus. So that shit exists. I don't know Third. what it is. I think weird <laughs> squiggly little uh tentacles are just arousing. But there is Lovecraftian porn out there. Sex toys. Is that fucking Roger from American Dad? <laughs> <laughs> He's wall-eyed, though. I like wine. I like wine. <laughs> so there, are, is, is, there is porn out there. Sex toys. Right? I mean, yes. H- his stories are about... Like, Lovecraft porn isn't, like, a monopoly on television. Yeah, so- it shares it. It's not yeah, a monopoly, so his though. stories involve fish people banging and breeding with locals. How hot can you see? Get, I didn't right? know it was that old. I always, I always wrote it off in my mind as an unfortunate byproduct of dropping two nuclear bombs on their country. But <laughs> uh, you learn yeah, something new. Don't every worry, day. we didn't need the bombs in America. We just have weird uh, introverts. <laughs> Uh, so, um, there is a site that Cody sent me to called Necronomicox with an X. (laughs) Excellent. Gotta give it up. Right. It's a play on something that we, that, that Lovecraft wrote, the Necronomicon, which has been in Evil Dead and. That was him. Well, who's the name? It's like some Mm. Arab guy, Baba Alush or something that wrote this book of the dead. Somehow the most racist thing you've said. I don't know. Baba Kanush, whatever. (laughs) So, wow, um, doubling down. First of all, Cody sent me this. He was like, you should check out this site, Necronomicox. I went to it. It was one of those sites that was like, warning, don't go here. They're going to steal all your information. I saw that, too. <laughs> so, of course, I clicked through, and I realized it's a really cool site, and it's got a lot of bondage shit. It's got some yeah. BDSM. even has PVC p- bedding. So, if you're looking, go to Nec- Necronomicox. Oh, do we just yeah, endorse them? Um Show sponsored but by. They have this gem of a dildo um, that you can buy. Uh, oh, here's a few pictures of it. Little, oh, little, more than one. We you got a little Cthulhu, a little Cthulhu mythos going on here. Yes, <laughs> oh my God. I like that. I don't know whether to put that in my butt or smoke out of it. 
I like the color scheme. <laughs> wow, these are amazing. And then, of course, we all know Bad Dragon. Everyone's seen an E-Girl, yes. right? You know, Shoving some yeah. weird, dangerous dildo into their Lovecraftian vagina. <sighs> Um, now there's the, uh, Wait. Oh, look yeah. at those. there's the obvious, there's the obvious, um, Lovecraft reference here with tentacles, right? I almost think that this uh, is more it. of like, if you're into the day of the tentacle video game and you really want to get off mm-hmm. yeah, on it, this that's is the taco. There's that. Yeah. Look at that. Let's get some girth. Yeah. To it. All right. Sure. Well, Travis, Travis, I know where this is going. You're going to do this all night. So. No, I've got one more. You got one I've more? Got okay, one more. do it quick, and then let's wrap up this episode. Yes! We've been talking about HP Lovecraft and Cox all way too long. All right, I've got one more, and if you want to come away with any of Rule 34, there is, I think, the most Lovecraftian toy I've seen on the internet from Primal Hardware, not spelled as you'd, not spelled oh. as you'd expect it. It's so Primal, uh, H-A-R-D, W E R E. So there's some furryism oh, going wow, on. Like werewolf, I get it. Um, and they have an unusual tentacle dildo called the Av Avipositor. <laughs> oh, the Avipositor. Ov- yes. So like yeah. ovulation. Ah, puts some eggs in. And uh, yes, it lays <laughs> eggs in you. Um, <laughs> this is their main page for their. Uh, Sci-fi section, as you can see, there's a very Lovecraftian fellow out there. He's oh, I gotta click hey, on that. Look at yeah. that. Hey, and oh, then we've cute. got some egg dildos. <laughs> if you're into laying eggs in your vagina or your butthole, you know, you I know am. where to go. You go to primalhardware.com, and you can enter. Wow, what are they made you of? You can enter the code Travis Dog. <coughs> get twenty percent off your ovipositor. Sorry, what was the code? Travis Dog Billionaire. <laughs> 25% off. Perfect. Oh. Are those made of like silica gel? Like I think it's yeah. jello, actually. Or just like That's gel. all I got. Alright. So thank yeah. you for that eye-opening research, Travis. That really brought Man, look at look at the balls. <laughs> Great. That's uh Cosby's true legacy right there. Yeah. Oh my god. Good stuff, thank you. All right. Well, with that said, I'm wrapping this episode up. It has been a long time, good time talking about this HP yes. Lovecraft fellow and the cocks he has created for, uh, you know, everyone. They're everyone's yeah. cocks. R- truly, truly an influence through the ages. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So somehow, somehow a mama's boy introvert who lost his virginity at the age of 33 inspired a frothing, undulating sea of porn and gross sex frothing. toys. <laughs> yep. Welcome. Very hot. <laughs> All right. God. So with that being said, thank you, Cody, for the research. Dan, Jesse, thank you for joining us for this episode of Roast Mortem Podcast. Um, Travis, you're welcome, guys. You're welcome. Really dope. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, Now you know where to shop. Uh, Don't go to Necronomicox because it it will will steal all your information, your social security. But Bad Dragon, Primal Hardware, they're just furries (laughs) having a good time. But where you can go is patreon.com slash roastmortemcast. Give us your money. Guys, can you plug your stuff before we close this out? Dan, tell them where to find us. Sure. Uh, we got Podcast 1289, <gasps> where we talk about flim flam, as we call it. A lot of bullshitters. Uh, paranormal nonsense. Cryptids. Pretty much a large gambit that's cited into a uh, stupid, meandering word 
uh, round table, if you will. I've told people have told me that it sounds like what ADHD feels like. Oh, um, I like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, check it out. And then we also have our sister show, uh, True Crime Movie Club, where we watch the worst in true crime, crime so you don't have to. Mm. What that means, it's a movie review podcast. And uh, we basically just talk about the case that this show was inspired by and tell you why this movie is bullshit. A lot of it is direct-to-video and cash-grabby, but, you know, whatever. Wait, Dan, are you, telling me, <laughs> are you telling me that Land Before Time is bullshit? Well, actually, like, Littlefoot, he went through some trauma. And yes, that movie. Can is true. he His learn? Is can he learn mathematics he, even if he speaks Spanish? Uh, little little ducky. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> he killed. He killed Petrie, and uh, the Lifetime oh, Movie Petrie. Network made a true crime movie about it, and we reviewed it. Oh, I gotta watch that. Yeah. Uh, and then Jesse and I, we have a documentary coming out. If you want to talk about that, yeah, please. Yeah, uh, we uh, we spent the past uh, two and a half, three years filming and editing th this uh, documentary about the Ricky Casso case. Um, those of you listening who uh, grew up in the Long Island uh, area probably remember this case. It was one of the big cases of the uh, satanic panic of the 1980s, uh, where a teenage uh, PCP head named Ricky Casso ostensibly stabbed his friend Gary Lowers to death in a sacrifice to the devil. And the, the whole documentary just goes into the, the background of these two kids, the crime itself, and the absolute media circus that ensued afterwards. So um, that should be hitting DVD and streaming a little later this year um, through ITN distribution. So uh, you can follow us on um, Instagram at uh, 1289films, and uh, we will have updates on there. Hell yeah. Awesome. Yep. Thank you guys for being on the show. We really appreciate it. And to everyone yes. who listened. No, this was a blast. Everyone, thanks for listening. Thank you, Shane. Yeah, thank, thank you, Shane. Shane. Uh, yes, thank you. Like, you guys want to see Bad Dragon reviews? I just do them for free. No, never. <laughs> no matter. Hit me up at Travis Legion at baddragon.com. No. <laughs> no. All right. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.